Hi, I'm Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter. This episode is titled, Five Actions for Living Your Organisation's Values. One of the most significant challenges that staff struggle with is how to live their organisation's values and behaviours. People often say to me, I'm sick of hearing about the values. No one does anything about them. I then ask, do you believe in the values and behaviours yourself? A typical response begins with, yeah, but... This pattern indicates that the real challenge that staff face is that they don't know how to have conversations about the values with their peers and managers. This podcast will share five actions of which you can use one or more to increase your contribution to your organization's values in a positive, constructive manner. Number one, take responsibility for your role in bringing the values to life. People often like to externalize the organization's values. In other words, they focus on everyone else except for themselves. Their overriding mental model is, the only problem with the values is everyone else doesn't follow them. I do, so the problem isn't me. If you can't explain the values, at least in your own words, in a manner that is consistent with your organization's values, then you haven't taken them as seriously as you might like to suggest to others. The simplest way to do this is to take each behavior statement that supports your values and see if you can identify a concrete example that demonstrates that behavior in action. For example, imagine you have a behavior that reads, we try to understand other points of view. Recently, you had been in a meeting with representatives from different business units. You noticed that one of your colleagues listened and clarified what the other colleague was saying, especially recognizing the concerns that their colleague from the different business unit may have had on this issue. While the issue was a challenging one, you recognized that the quality of the listening that you witnessed helped to keep everyone focused on the bigger issues and enabled the meeting to be productive despite the challenges associated with the topic. Upon seeing this value demonstrated, you take responsibility for equally trying to understand other points of view, especially in the heat of the moment. You notice yourself about to talk over the top of a colleague and you stop yourself. You take a breath and listen, asking yourself, do I really understand what they are saying? Establishing a clear set of examples that highlight for you your organization's values and behaviors in action will help you to have open conversations with your colleagues and peers because you can provide clear examples of what the values look like in action. It will also help you to be more aware of your behavior. There is no doubt that this action takes a bit of time. An option is to do this with your peers or as an agenda item for your team meeting and this will result in building shared mental models about how you can bring all your organization's values to life. Number two, be aware of your behavior. Implicit in the first action is the requirement to raise your awareness of how you demonstrate the values and behaviors. It is very easy to externalize and focus on everyone else, but what about you? What concrete examples do you have of demonstrating them? To do this, check out the next action. Number three, invite feedback from colleagues. You don't have to do a song and dance about this. Ask a few colleagues if they wouldn't mind providing you with some feedback on your behavior at work. Explain that a candid response with clear examples is preferred. Colleagues will often be happy to provide you with feedback, but don't know where to start. Providing them with a simple yet clear structure for their feedback will help you to help them to overcome this obstacle. The simplest structure is for them to provide you with behavioral feedback using the following three categories. What behaviors should you keep doing? 
What behaviors, if any, should you stop doing because they are not consistent with the agreed values and behaviors? What behaviors, if any, should you start doing that will help you to be more aligned with the agreed values and behaviors? This technique is especially important if you are in a leadership role. The brutal reality is that most people struggle to provide behavioral feedback to people who are more senior than themselves. Open the door to feedback from your direct reports by providing them with this structure to make it easier for them to give you constructive feedback. When receiving feedback, ensure that you do not argue with it. Your role is not to agree with what you were told, rather it is to understand what you are told. If you receive feedback that you do not understand, ask your colleague to tell you more about what they mean and to provide a specific clear example. Remember, do not argue with the example or defend yourself. Your sole focus is to listen for understanding. After you have received the feedback, thank your colleague for taking the time to be honest with you. If it is appropriate, ask them to keep an eye out for one or two behaviors that you are trying to stop or start and ask them to provide you with immediate private feedback when they observe these behaviors. Four, recognize positive behaviors. One of the easiest ways to bring organizational values and behaviors to life is to start recognizing colleagues for demonstrating the behaviors. This can also be a great way to start providing leaders with feedback. Provide specific examples. For example, say something like, when you did X, that was a perfect example of, insert behavior, and I appreciate it. You may consider this form of feedback as sucking up, especially when it is given to leaders. Only you will know if it is or it isn't sucking up. If it is sucking up, then don't do it. If it isn't, dare to share it. Your feedback will be appreciated. And finally, five, be honest and caring. One of my longtime heroes is Bob Dick. Many years ago, when attending his facilitator's training, Bob shared that when giving feedback, you should always intend to be honest and caring. However, he noted that if, in your effort to be caring, you lessen the message, then you are becoming dishonest. Genuine caring for other people means that you provide them with feedback in as caring a manner as possible while maintaining your honesty. Please note that this does not mean that you tell people exactly what you think. Our minds have a way of not being particularly caring, so telling someone exactly what you think may not be very caring. Use the best words you have available to you, provide clear and explicit examples, and always speak with the intention that you are trying to help your colleague be the best they can be in their role. If the result is that the words you used weren't taken by your colleague to be as caring as you intended, then fix that up later. The flip side is that when you are the one receiving feedback from a colleague, choose to believe that they are trying to be as honest and caring as possible. Even if the words seem harsher than you had anticipated, ask yourself, at the end of the day, would I prefer to be given honest feedback or would I prefer it to be watered down so that the real message is lost? If you are serious about your organization's values and behaviors, then your response to this question is that you would prefer honesty. When used in combination, all five actions create a powerful way to bring your organization's values and behaviors to life. But you can start with one action, and that's okay because its ripple effect will be significant. Once again, I'm Gary Ryan from Organizations That Matter, and I look forward to working with you next time.